1: everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by thehockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. Vex and I are talking about, oh, yes, it's that time of year. It's tryout time, baby. It is one of the most asinine, dumb, crazy, whatever times of year. The fact that we're doing this right now, but we thought it would be good. We've done this before. It's been almost 100 episodes. Uh, But it is that time. So we thought we'd talk about tryouts, anything and everything that has to do with them, uh, from how to prepare for them, what coaches are looking for, what's kind of like the state of tryouts and youth hockey today, all that good stuff. Before we do get over to the tryout stuff, though, let's bring on the talent of the podcast. Oh, one Jeffrey Levecchio Vex. What's going on today? I mean you hit me with a curveball. What
0: episode what 252 and you change up the welcome welcome welcome.
1: Hey man. Trying to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, I would you got I, you
0: woke me up, man. I love it. I'm uh I think I
1: woke my kids up too. <laughs> 949 I'm, I'm, here in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. Here we that's, go. That's that's dedication.
0: Tope and I just <laughs> got off uh another great podcast with Lee and that was that was awesome. You guys will be hearing that one. Probably you'll hear ours before you hear his. I think. Yeah,
1: said, I think oh, he said a couple of weeks. Maybe it's called Our weeks, Kids Play Hockey. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, Our Kids Play Hockey is a great podcast. He had both of us on, so the Hockey Think Tank podcast podcasted on Our Kids Play Hockey's podcast. There's a lot of podcasting going on tonight. Holy
1: so. podcasting!
0: Holy podcasting! So yeah, man. I uh, toph and I were talking before the show today. Like, hey, what do you want to talk about tonight? And I was at the rink the last two nights, pretty late, with uh, the athletics testing group. Unbelievable guys. And there's already, TOF hockey evaluations going on for spring hockey. The season ended. One parent told me their season ended this weekend. And there are spring evaluations on Monday and Tuesday night. I just, I told TOF I said, hey, man, I want to talk about tryouts. Not only the craziness about it and stuff like that, but also like some probably practical things that will help players, parents, uh, maybe some coaches out there too.
1: You know what song comes to mind right now? As we're talking about this. And guys, bear with us. It's 9.50. It pretty, it's been a it long pretty, day. for all it of us.
0: You drive me crazy. No.
1: I just can't think. Dude, it's better than that. It is from see. one of your favorite movies, by the way. Ooh. ooh. A one wedding singer.
0: Oh, my God. It Stands. It makes me think I say, <laughs> oh, somebody kill me, please. I'm on my knees. Pretty, pretty, please kill me. I want to die. <laughs> if you haven't seen Wedding Singer, first of all, you're dead to Tof and I. You're dead to Go watch the Wedding
1: Singer. Jeff's losing his mind <laughs> yeah. and I'm reaping all the benefits.
0: <laughs> As the curtain closes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh.
1: oh, we're slap happy. And this is gonna be a fun episode because Vex and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. The youth hockey tryout, I don't even know what you want to call it, fiasco that we have. And Steph, what did you say? The they just changed the rules so you don't have to wait 48 hours now. Before you have tryouts, you can, you, you can do it literally the day after, which is the same thing. But the fact that they're even going the other way is hilarious. 24 hours. so 24 hours. Season ends. You can have your tryouts 24 hours, which means tryouts mean nothing because the teams have already been picked probably months in advance. Um, So in one aspect, tryouts don't really mean much, do they? (laughs) But in some other aspects, uh, tryouts do mean a lot. And we think that tryouts are actually important because it means you actually earned your spot on the team um, by trying out against other people. And that is a very valuable life lesson to have. Uh, unfortunately, is has not happened that much anymore. Uh, but we're going to get into all of that stuff. We're going to get into tryouts. We're going to get into what coaches are looking for in tryouts. We're going to get into uh, how to stand out in tryouts, And uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Vex. before we do get into it, we have some people to say gracias to.
0: Gracias. Go ahead. Are you saying you want me to do gel sticks? Oh, okay. Do it. Hey, guys. We just hey. wanted to say how much we love gel sticks, right? G-E-L-S-T-X.com. That's G-E-L-S-T-X.com for all your weighted training aid needs. Jeff uses these in the gym. That's what Tope always says. This is true. I use them in the gym with my guys. Uh KHL defenseman of the year, one of my clients two years ago, three years ago, he's KHL D-man of the year. Chris Weidman, he refused to go on any trips. And in the KHL, they take like... 20 hour flights across Russia to play games. He refused to go on the road unless the team hacked his gel sticks. That wasn't in his contract. It was nothing like that, but they brought it with him everywhere to help him warm up. I got a guy in the OHL actually who's using it and within like, it was like two weeks he put on, he increased his shot mile per hour by like seven or something and he's already in the OHL. Yeah, it's crazy, man, because they have a rapid shot there. So he literally gets a readout every time he does it and he's like, dude, should I? I get one of these and I was like, "Hello, I know you listen to the show. Hello. Get a gel stick." So, gelsticks.com. Want to thank them. You guys want to get weighted golf sticks, weighted lacrosse sticks, weighted hockey sticks. Golf, um, sticks. golf sticks? What the hell is a golf stick, <laughs> Jehu, You want to Yeah, I, I play golf. I'm a hockey player. I'm here to play golf today. Golf cubes? <laughs> so, uh you want to get any of those uh utensils for uh tools <laughs> or any of the sports head to gel G E L S T Use our coupon code. Think tank. One word again, that is think tank. One word. I also want to thank train heroic. And oh. I want to give a big, I got to give a big shout out to train heroic though, okay. because um, when this episode drops on Monday, I will have dropped the first phase of my 2023 off season programming. All right. Um, had players from all across the world, from the NHL down to kids use my off season training last summer, Um, You know, right now I have I have 850 people training with me online, 650 of those about our hockey players from all different levels. Uh, So the prep phase will drop. Uh, the day before this podcast comes out, you can start it whenever you want. You could start it now. If your off season ended, you could start it in a month. If your off season ends, then it doesn't matter. You go month by month with it. You can find that link in my bio. So I want to, have to say a huge thank you to Train Heroic for creating the best app, allowing me to coach as well as anyone can through an app. Uh, with their software so thank you to train heroic and the last one uh, i want to thank is uh, cured nutrition cured is the cbd company that i'm with Uh, i take their cbd two to three times a day maybe should take in it four times today with how this uh podcast beginning has gone it's been a long day forgive me it's my busy season starting up so oh no it's your busy season it's busy season hey
1: guys i just spent 90 hours in a 24-hour day in the gym (laughs)
0: Dope hasn't done a push up since Nam, so don't listen to anything. He <laughs> All right. So, thank you to Cure Nutrition. Keep your brain game tight. You can use my discount code GMBM.
1: Since Nam. Not- <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Anyways, thank you to IceHockeySystems.com as well. Uh, literally use this today. It is playoff time. And uh, we have uh, Ohio State coming in for the Big Ten semifinals. We're going through and drawing some diagrams using IHS to do that. And, uh, but IHS is the best site out there for all of your coaching needs. Uh, there is an awesome drill drawing tool where you can drop all your drills and send them out to your team Uh, You can get um, thousands of drills and whiteboard explanations as well. Go to icehockeysystems.com and you can look for the associations tab. You can get this for every single coach within your organization. This is a no brainer. And also, this isn't just for your coaches. It's for your parents too, because we have teamed up with them and they have access to the hockey think tank Parent survival guide, which uh, is something that as we talk about with trials here today, youth hockey, insane, a little bit nuts, not a little bit, a lot of bit nuts. And uh, we just want to help you guys uh, understand and appreciate the youth hockey, Journey as as much as we can. And if you sign up for the associations tab, every parent gets access to the hockey think tank parent survival guide. So go to icehockeysystems.com and it is a phenomenal resource. Last but not least, thank you so much to everybody out there that continues to listen to Hockey Think Tank over 250 episodes in. Uh doing it for four over four years now. And uh, we just absolutely Love doing this. Love meeting all of you out on the road. Love all of the feedback that we get, uh, whether it's a DM, whether it's through email or whatever it may be. We appreciate your feedback so much. Uh, We continue to do this to help you through your, whether it's your journey, whether it's your kid's journey, whether you're a coach, doesn't matter. Um, We just, we do this for you guys. And so if you can, Send us some ratings, send us some reviews, send us some feedback through DMs, all that good stuff. Uh, We really appreciate that. So uh, without further ado, let's get going with this unbelievable podcast. I'm going to throw it over to you first. Tryouts. Your kid going into tryouts. You ask a one Jehu Jeffrey Lavecchio if there's one piece of advice you had for me as I go in to try and make this team. What would that piece of advice be?
0: Can you give me an age range, Doctor Tope? An age range? Like, are we talking about like higher level above fourteen? Are we talking, you know, lower level house league B, A, you know, stuff like that? What are you thinking? Let's go
1: lower level first.
0: I would say, think about what makes you your best. What are you the best at? And like, show that, showcase that, and have fun at tryouts. Don't be nervous. Go out there play as hard as you can, as hard as you can be a good teammate and just showcase what you can do at those lower levels at the higher levels. When it's a little bit more serious, um, I would say like, if you really wanted to get dialed, write down four to five things that make you the best player you can be. So like when you are playing your best, what are four to five things that you do? Like for me, and this is something I did every single game um, from I don't know if it was juniors on or college on. I think it was probably juniors on. Um, I had like four to five things, and it would change game to game, you know, it would change season to season, uh, depending on what I was doing, where I was playing, what my role was in that specific game. Um and so for me, it was almost always the first one was uh, always move your feet. Cause I was only good because I was fast and I was relentless at like chasing down the pocket for checking and back checking. And so if I didn't do that, I was, I was literally useless on the ice. So number one for me was always move your feet uh juniors and above uh stick pressure and then body not just try to hit a guy with your stick in the air always stick on puck body shoot everything go to the net and stop and when I had a fifth one it was like uh always be vocal like on the ice on the bench keeping guys up talking to guys on the ice so like I think that it helps to just remind yourself Because sometimes in tryouts, guys start looking around or they think, oh, i got to score points to make the team. Teams are are teams. It's not one guy. They're not picking just the Connor McDavid. They're picking the Connor McDavid all the way through the the 12th forward. They're picking the first D pair all the way through the 6D. They're picking a starting goalie. They're picking a backup goalie. So there's all different roles to be had. So write down the four to five things that, that you do consistently when you're playing your best. And then just make sure you hit those throughout tryouts as well as working your hardest and having fun.
1: I like that. I am going to throw a movie line out for you for mine, which is very similar to what you just said. Are you, are you ready? It's also a song. <laughs> oh, wow. Double whammy. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> just Friends. It's just Friends. Completely did, underrated movie. I literally watched
0: that two weeks ago. I saw no to way. God. Really? Yeah.
1: Cousin connection. What's up. So I, I think this echoes what you're saying, but you gotta be you. I actually had a, a kid that I coached in Chicago last year and midgets reached out to me literally yesterday. Uh, cause he's going to be going to some camps and he was like, Hey, do you have some advice for me on, you know, how to stand out at these camps and stuff? And I said, yeah, man, just be yourself. Like, don't try to be a, a different player um and and play to your strengths like this is a kid who's competitive and this is a kid like he's not going to be running your power play but he can be a shut down defender and defend well with his feet and good gaps he can skate pretty well like he has a lot to offer if he goes out there and tries to toe toe drag everybody it's not going to look great um But if he goes out there and is hard and and is just the best version of himself, then he's going to put himself in a position to make one of those teams. And so, yeah, I I think you just play to your strengths. Like if you're a goal scorer, get into spots where you can score goals, get to the net. If you're a playmaker, you know, make, make passes and and do your thing. If, if you're not blessed with skill, then, you know, you got to be somebody that's hard in on the forecheck, hard on the back check, physical, all that good stuff. Right. So I, I just think you just got to be yourself. And then the second thing, like, if you want to stand out in a tryout is you have to be the most competitive person out there. There are a few things that stand out in a tryout. Number one is skill. So if you're making plays and, and you have hockey sense and all that kind of stuff, a lot of that is God given, but the thing that is not God given is competitive, like compete. That's a choice. It is a choice to compete. And if you're one of the most competitive people out there, you are going to stand out. And so I would say be yourself and be the most competitive person on the ice. How's that I love sound? That.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and, if you're a kid who's like you you really care and you want to do everything you can go first in every drill as long as you know the drill don't be a drill kill. Cause that will not look great in tryouts, <laughs> but like go first every drill. Like I look at that stuff when I'm coaching, I look at that stuff. Who wants to be first every drill. It just shows me leadership qualities. It shows me that you're paying attention. You're listening. You know, the drill, like you want to be there now. Now it's not the end of the world. If you're a guy who it takes you longer to get drills, if that's you, that's okay. Don't go at the front and, and be a drill kill. But you know, like if, if, if I'm running a tryout and I see that a guy is like battling to go first in every drill. I'm like, I'm going to give that guy an extra look. If and and this is a big one because at tryouts everybody doesn't know everybody. If you're a guy who's very vocal on the ice, you stand out in tryouts because guys are usually a little bit quieter. Um, because they're not as comfortable with everybody so if you're a guy out there who's talking 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 on the ice on the bench talking to your teammates because you don't know each other and you're trying to form those quick bonds so that you have a little chemistry out on the ice again to me that's a little detail where it just it makes me look at a player an extra second you know
1: i do i think that's great advice Uh, Yeah, talk. I mean, talking just makes the games. And and especially you talk about like nobody knows anybody. Like, if you're talking, you're going to help your teammate out, which is going to help you out. You know, if you're a defenseman going back for a retrieval, hey, reverse, reverse, reverse. Now you get the puck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's used to playing with other people throughout the year. And if it's a tryout, now you got different people from different teams all in one, there's going to be a lot of differences on how that person played the game. And so talking is the thing that can get you on the same page, which can make, which can make you look better. Yeah. And,
0: and other little details that like I used to do in tryouts, like all the way up, like change hard, like think, because like, again, you're trying to catch the coach's eyes. You're trying to show what you can do. You're trying to prove who you are as a person as well. And how many players just like loaf it to the bench, So like you will stand out if every time you change, you sprint to the bench, you literally stand out 100%. I had coaches tell me this during my career. So it's like these little things where it's not, that doesn't mean you make the team, but if if it comes down to you and another player and it's go in the room, the coaching room, and there's 10 coaches and they're going around the room between player A and you, who are we going to take? Well, if you're the guy who's out there talking the whole time and they heard you doing that and you're doing it on the bench and you're changing hard and you're going first in every, every drill, like that could be the tipping point that they take you. Right. And so if you're somebody who wants to do anything you possibly could, those are some simple things along with back checking your ass off because not every player does that and for checking your ass off. So these things, if you guys are are listening, none of them take skill. None of them. They just take will, willpower, being willing to do it, being willing to put yourself out there. If you do those little things, it, you will stand out for those, you know, you got to play well, you got to show what you can do, but that could be, you know, a tiebreaker.
1: We do a little sidebar really quick
0: sidebar, baby
1: tiny little sidebar because wait sidebar off air
0: sidebar on air
1: on air okay all right what are we gonna like stop why would you say i don't know i don't uh, you said (laughs) on air like ron burgundy you went on air burgundy i'm ron burgundy (laughs) um can we talk about line changes real quick let's talk about them baby for all the kids that are listening you need to get into your head right now how much coaches at the higher levels talk about line changes and how oh. important they are to winning hockey games. Oh, and I'm not even just talking about like shift length. Cause I feel like when people talk about line changes a lot at the lower levels, it's all like, Hey, you need to take short shifts, which you do. Um, 30 to 40 seconds, max NHL, like that. Those are shifts. Those are shifts. Yeah, you know, 45, 50, maybe at the higher end, maybe if you're a defenseman, a little bit longer than that, but like most is 35, 40 seconds and you're off. Right. But like, I've heard Stanley cup winning coaches listening to like just a lot of different high level people. And one of the biggest things they talk about is out changing the other team. If you change better than the other team, you're putting yourself in a position to win hockey games. And I, man, I just feel like, when do you ever talk about that? And you thought, but it's like such a big deal at the higher levels, you know? And I don't even know if we've ever talked about that in the 250 episodes that we've, maybe we have, it's been a while,
0: but I don't know if we have either, but it's really funny. I had Josh Paul's in today. He's been a guest on the podcast. He's one one of my clients. He's the captain of the U S men's sled hockey team. He has an awesome book out that he wrote about his life um my journey to the podium I believe it's called uh great guy um so he was training today he's going uh I can't remember where he's going and then he's going up to play three games against Canada uh next week so it was like it's a big day for training for him today and we were talking about like little things like he's a student of the game loves trying to find any little way he can to like do things better and he's already like one of the best sled players in the world for like the last decade and that's why he is the best. And so we were what were we talking we were talking about like these little details that I loved thinking about. Maybe it was like Shrampy and his toe caps, I don't know. How he always looked at toe caps as the penalty killer in the zone and uh this is like the stuff that I loved Thinking about when I was playing, especially as I got older, how can you play these little games within the games? When I was in the AHL playing in Rochester for Chuck Weber, man, if you dumped the puck on the wrong side of the ice at, at, to let that would like mess up the change, like he wanted you dumping the puck so that it would rim around the boards to come to the bench side always so that it was way harder for the other team to make a stretch pass as you were changing. They're never going to stretch past it on the side of the benches. So like you had to, if you were dumping and changing, you had to put it in certain spots, or else, you know, it 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 was like a big deal. And when I was playing, I like I got it. But until like I saw it happen over and over again and like where the puck would end up when it was a good change versus where the puck would end up when it was a bad change. And I was like, holy crap, there's another game within the game where if you outthink your opponent, you're giving yourself that extra, you know, couple percentage points chance of winning the game.
1: hundred percent, man. 100%. How do you
0: feel about how do you feel about changing on the back check if a guy's gassed?
1: Uh, I think it depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, like if you're going near the bench and you're gassed, and like the other guy is going to beat you to the spot, like the team, your teammate yeah, yeah. that is jumping yeah. on the ice, which is gonna beat if
0: you. he's paying attention, he always should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like then, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's it should, fine. I think it,
0: like, like every time, every time, because especially like pro benches, if you come in the bench at the end from the offensive zone, And that guy is smart and he sees like you fell down or you got hit or you're gassed and you're trying to come up he can like kind of like shuffle down the bench to the other door or 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 like almost to the red line in some cases so like you're getting like a a half a zone out of the bench with a fresh guy yeah you know it's just it's so like i don't know why teams don't do that all the time and then if there's a turnover you got a breakaway too And like now the game, you know, guys are always like trying to find those little offensive, um, you know, cheats or hacks or whatever that work. And that's another positive to that outcome, too.
1: Yeah, it is such a it's it's such a game within the game line changes. And yeah, I think just, just like just even like hustling to the bench. Yeah. Just such a small thing that can be done at the younger ages is such a great habit to have because then it, like hockey is a game of inches, right? And so if you hustle your ass off to the bench and somebody gets out a second more or two seconds earlier than they would have, and then maybe that person makes a play that, uh, whether it's a defensive play or an offensive play, or they get to a spot a little bit quicker for support that helps you get inside the zone, it just, those little things add up. And line change is a big piece of that. So when you when you talked about that doing it in tryouts, like I've been talking about line changes a lot lately. And it just like for all the kids out there, like it's a big deal. It's a yeah. really big deal when you get to the older ages. Really it big is. deal. Not just your shift length, which is which is really, really, really important. You know how like Coaches in college are pros say like nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> you know, you're like out, with the boys, you're out with the girls. Like in 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 hockey, like nothing good happens after 35 seconds. Yeah, it's so true. At
0: Western you know? Michigan, it was a little later. It was nothing good happens after 2 a.m. <laughs> you, you you nerds at Cornell is probably it's a figure like, of speech, good. Jeffrey. figure speech, Jeffrey. Yeah, but Cornell. <laughs> we all gotta go home and study. I'm kidding kids. Get your
1: grades. <laughs> Oh, we're off the rails, but that's okay. I like it. But yeah. So as you said, tryouts. Do you, have,
0: do you have any other little tips that like you ever did or as a, as I mean, you've watched so much hockey as somebody evaluating what stuck out to you in your mind, like of like just you're watching the game, like not like you're, you're honing in on a player, like you're watching the, the tryout, the game as it's going on. Is there anything
1: that consistently would stick out to you yeah, man, as competitiveness? Like, It's competitiveness. Like if you compete, you're going to set yourself apart from other people. Like if you're going into battles and coming out with the puck more than you're not, that's noticeable when you're competing to get back on the back check, that's noticeable Mm -hmm. when you're competing to get to the net, that's noticeable. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you're going to notice that the, the people who shine with the skill and make the plays and all that kind of stuff. Not everybody can be that person. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't that person, right? You set yourself apart by your competitiveness. Love that. I, I, I mean, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. And, and and it still might not take you, <laughs> but,
0: but I'm going to have a hell of a to... lot more
1: respect for you. And I'll yeah. go to bat for you. Maybe with a, a, a lower team or something like, like think about junior hockey, right? So you go to USHL tryout, probably not going to make the team teams picked for the most part, but there's other scouts that are going to be there that can notice you too. And that is one thing that can really help you to stand out. And I love that
0: you said that too. parents, players, coaches, anybody who's listening to us, coaches talk to each other. Yeah. All of them, especially at the higher levels, I'd say midget minor and above for sure, you know, midget major and above everybody is talking to each other. And so if you didn't make it, that You know, another coach loses a player to a junior program in the neighboring town for midgets. He's he might call that head coach and be like, hey, you know, I saw you had so and so as one of the last cuts. Like, what do you think about him? Is he a good kid? Did you talk to the parents? How did he play? Is he does he do this? Does he do that? Like all coaches talk. And at the junior level, you know, it definitely happens. There's other junior teams scouting other junior teams, tryouts. So all the coaches talk. So constantly putting out your best effort, your best product, everything on the ice in tryouts is only going to help you in other
1: ways too. A hundred percent. And I have one more and this could be for the positive, but usually it's the other way. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should do negatives. Cause
0: I can think of a couple body language. Ooh, That was my first one. Body
1: language. Can you, can you define that Producer for assist. the listeners? Uh, if you make a mistake and you slam your stick on the boards, mm. you don't get a pass from somebody that you should have gotten a pass to. And you, like, you know, throw your head to the sky and you put your uh, shoulders back and, you're like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um, goodness. You know, just like you lose a battle, and you, you what? Like you just, you know what I mean. You get, I know, I
0: know what you mean. But I mean for the listeners, you get, you get tripped, and you're looking around at the ref, like, why didn't I get a call? No, dude, play yeah. the game.
1: Yeah, uh, that stuff sticks out like a sore thumb, and I, I real can sore tell you from like scouting to go to college, like that is a red flag that is a big 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 red flag now like yeah like sometimes you get pissed off if you lose a battle or stuff like you know there's a difference between that and like you know throwing a teammate under the bus with Mm. with a shoulder roll you know or a head or a head nod or something like that yep um those those i don't want people like that on my team i just don't like i don't want people like that on my team
0: all Um, right i'll get i'll give you another one crazy parents too involved uh, coming up to older levels, especially like coming up to coach like and, and talking at tryouts and like not in a respectful way, like the crazy way. And for anybody out there listening, like, what do they mean? Like, you know what I mean? Okay. You've seen those people. Don't be one of those people. It's just not going to help your kid.
1: That's very true. And 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 again, like not a tryout thing, but a scouting thing. Like I've crossed people off my list because of how their parents have acted in the stands. Mm. You know, like mm. just you, the, the apple guys, like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Rarely ever does. Taught, and, not taught. Uh, yeah. And so um, <laughs> who you are as a parent and how you act can very much um, have an effect on whether or not a coach wants to take your kid or not. At the youngest levels, all the way up, all the way up, man, all the way up. Parents,
0: rewind the last 45 seconds and then play it one more time, maybe two, because I know this is hard. I know you spend a lot of money. I know it's because you just want to help little Johnny or little Sally or little hoo-hoo, whoever it is. Don't be the crazy parent, all right? It's not helping you or anyone. Sally's not getting more ice. Johnny is benched when you just constantly talk about ice time. It won't help. What about who? <laughs> you know, I was thinking Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Who's Cindy? Cindy? Who's Cindy Lou Who? What? Um, hello, the Grinch. Oh, got it. Cindy Lou Who. Come on, bro.
1: Actually, my yeah, my girls love the Grinch. Actually, yeah. they love that, that movie. The times, God. <laughs> So, any others, I'm any sorry. other negatives
0: that stand out to you?
1: Uh, It's just like laziness, you know, yeah. laziness stands out. Body language stands out. Um, and, and what I will say, too, for the kids that are out there, like a lot of times, like the coaches are in the stands watching and evaluating because you can kind of see everything. But there are coaches on the benches, too. And those coaches who are on the benches report to the head coach that's in the stands that's watching on how you're treating your teammates and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, like how you're talking to people. So it's very much a, you know, it's a full eval. It's a full eval. Um, And what I will say, too, just as it relates to that, and and it kind of goes to like the parent thing, too, and going up and talking to the coach, like, just be yourself. You you know, like we're sitting here talking, you know, like you should talk on the bench and things like that. But if you're like a person that's like overly doing it and it's fake, that also kind of stands out. like Or if you're like a parent that like goes up to the coach all buddy, buddy beforehand and, you know, this and that, it's like, all right, you're trying too hard. I I
0: had a parent one time call me a week before tryouts and the coaches of the team called it they're like hey just so you know you're probably going to get a, co- a call from this parent a week before tryouts cuz they think their kid's not going to make it sure enough i did and like then ne- never heard from them again
1: oh really they were just
0: they were just like trying to make it sound like he was doing everything he could to make the team yeah yeah like almost guilt crazy. you into it yeah yeah crazy crazy and like oh he's so dedicated and, and he's he loves parent, you, you the you're the such a mentor co- i've I never, i never even heard of this kid before and but and the coaches just called it and said hey this is gonna happen and i was like wow like they knew they already knew it was like fake you know and and the kid didn't make it
1: <laughs> shocker yeah weird shocker 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 um okay so we talked about how you can stand out in a tryout we also talked about I guess this was one thing that we were going to talk about, but we already kind of did was like the evaluation process and what coaches are looking for. And, and yeah, the biggest thing is be yourself, make plays and compete, be yourself, make plays and compete. Like don't be afraid to make mistakes, go out there, do your thing, be hard. Um, and just enjoy yourself. Like the last thing you want to do is grip your stick too tight as you're going through some of these evaluations and, and through some of these tryouts and stuff. So just have confidence in your abilities, uh, understand that, like who you are is who you are and be the best version of that and, and, and just do it to the best of your ability and, and do it hard, you know, just do it hard. I think that's the only thing you can do. And that's the only thing that stands out that coaches are typically looking for in a tryout, make plays, compete, be yourself, do it hard. As said. And, and guys
0: and girls and girls, let's say you don't make the team. It's not the end of the world. Okay. The first thing you should do when you don't make the team is ask for feedback, not, and everything is in your delivery, by the way, it's not what you say, it's how you say it believe me my mom said that to me about a thousand oh. times that,
1: and <laughs> that's bringing me back to you. my childhood <laughs> i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed
0: you know <laughs> you get you hit you get hit with it's not what you say it's how you said it or that one you just feel guilty you feel bad you know So, can you day. do
1: that aunt call uh invitation again
0: <laughs> i don't even it's not what you said jeffrey it's how you said it i'm <laughs> <laughs> just disappointed i'm just disappointed in you and then she'd probably be laughing knowing that like i was like (laughs) she's like i got him i got him (laughs) um uh so so if if you do get cut you don't make the team that you tried out for okay it's not the world's not over the world's not over two best things that happened to me in my entire hockey career one getting cut uh from stl elite when i was a kid and two tearing my ha- my groin uh, adductor off the bone, two two terrible things in the moment as they were happening. They stung. They both sucked. They both made me do things that I maybe wouldn't have done. They they turned my mindset into something that it probably wouldn't have become without these so called dark times. It's always darkest before the dawn, and that's that's a real saying. So remind yourself that. Go to the coaches and ask hey thanks thank you for you know letting me try out i just want to know for this season what are some things that you saw that i could work on and hopefully you'll get some feedback that will allow you to focus on some things that are going to make you better now you just turned you know a seemingly bad thing into a good thing and like i said uh and like Toph says on this podcast all the time it's not it's not a setback it could be a setup you just have to look at it that way. And you have to take the bad with the good. You've got to take the points that they said you need to work on. You got to be the hardest worker. If it's something you want to make the next year.
1: Amen, man. I I mean, two of the, uh, yeah, let's call them the best thing that ever happened to me. was getting cut too. really I got cut. I got cut in Wee triple a, um, Did you? Wow. yeah, I got cut from Pee triple a and ended up playing for Stan because of it. Every other team was picked. And so I had was that Glenview. Was, no, this was TI. Okay, um, way back in the day, and um, so I got cut from one team. Every other team was kind of full. There was one team, and he ended up being this Russian coach <laughs> that ended up being one of the best coaches I ever had. Wow. And had wow. I made the other team, then I wouldn't have, you know, played for him. Uh, and the funny thing is, is the team <laughs> that I got cut from. Asked me halfway through the year to play on their team for the rest of the year. And What'd I said, say? No, thanks. I said, no, said no, I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me
0: yes.
1: I was just, I was developing, <laughs> developing so much. <laughs> You're the man. I love it. <laughs> um, but seriously, like, so this, I was like, what, 11, 12 years old? And getting cut at that age and, you know, playing college hockey, professional, like, Got cut at twelve. Yeah, like the dream's not over if you get cut at twelve. You were you were already nasty at twelve. Did you have a bad tryout or what? I bad tryout. Maybe Didn't some like, politics. You're short? Like I yeah, I was short. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but. Either way, one of the best things, and the other one of the best things that happened to me, and I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but you were around. So we went to St. Cloud, Minnesota for the USA Hockey Festivals. Uh, it was Select 16. It was to go to the Five Nations Tournament. So you go to these festivals, and they pick whatever, 20 players to go overseas to to play. One of my biggest dreams was to, to wear the USA jersey. That was like one of my biggest dreams. Like Obviously, you want to play in the NHL, but proud to be an American and wanted to put that Jersey on so badly, so badly. So we go to select 16s. Um, You know, we, we play in the champ. We, it was, now everybody plays like with each other. Like it used to be districts would play against each other. So we were central. It was like Illinois, Wisconsin, St. Louis, and we play against Michigan, New York, Minnesota, Massachusetts, all the different districts around the U.S., right? And so that year we came in second. We lost to Michigan in the championship game. And after the game, we go into the locker room. And there were like five or six guys on our team that had these envelopes in their stalls. And they were the better players. And it was like an envelope to sign a contract to go on this team to go play overseas and I didn't have an envelope I was like one of the f- I think I was fourth or fifth leading scorer in camp dude you were it was. gross
0: in that camp too so
1: at I'm like man I'm like so I'm thinking coming on I'm like I think I'm gonna make the team like I'm gonna be able to play for the US like this is a dream come true you know and get in there five or six guys four or five guys whatever it was they had these envelopes and I didn't have an envelope and I'm like no way I'm like this can't like no way this can't be happening can't be happening and, uh, you know, but sure enough, I'm like taking all my stuff off and these guys are going, you know, taking their envelopes and then, you know, they open it and they see that they made the team, yada, yada. So everybody's happy for him. Obviously I was happy for him too. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why don't I have an envelope? And so then one of the coaches comes into the locker room and asks for me. It's like, Hey, is to Can I talk to Like, can I talk to Topher? So I go out and I into the hallway and talk to him. So I actually end up going into the room where everybody's like signing the contracts to go overseas and stuff. And he goes, "Hey, just want to let you know. Thought you had a great camp. You deserve to be on this team. Wanted to let you know that. Also, want to let you know we're just we're looking for size in this tournament. We think we can win with size. And because of that, you're not making the team. You're going to be an alternate. So if anybody um, gets hurt, you're going to be one of the first people that we're going to call to to come over. So my dream, play for Team USA in an international tournament." I'm told by the coach that I am too small to make the team. To my face, now, years later, 37 years old, right now, I can appreciate that he was trying to be nice and trying to give me a compliment. At the time, I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. Like, yeah, I, remembered. I, I remember. <laughs> and, I was there. And and uh, but, do you know how much that motivated me? Uh, like yeah. i wanted to stick it to that coaching staff so bad and and also i knew i it doesn't matter like i have to be that much better ba- i'm the fourth leading scorer in this camp yeah and i still am not making the team
0: made the because championship i'm too game, small made the championship game we lost but we yeah. silver medal
1: and it's still not good enough i'm yeah. it, because of my size something that i have no effing control over uh-huh. i have to be that much better so that motivated me that much more to, to hey, this is a reality this is a reality this is my reality for the rest of my life you know it i just have to be that much better so i have to work that much harder And so that's like, that was a defining, it was a defining moment for me. And it could have been a freaking time where I was like, poor me. And like, you know, this isn't fair and shit, but like, luckily I have great parents and great support system like you. And like, no, like don't pout, do something about it. Like go back in the gym, go get on the ice. Like just get better. Like, that's what you have to do. And it all ended up working out. I didn't play in the NHL, but like, it ended up working Great out. career. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. So yeah, I, I still remember, God, it's still, as you could probably tell from the inflection of my voice throughout yeah. that story, still yeah. stings a little bit, man. Everyone on the stings. team was like,
0: how the hell did Tove not get picked? Like, yeah, I, obviously five, we knew, four. we knew it was, that was the, the only reason it could have been, but yeah. And then we did go win the gold medal in the next year though. Not a big deal. Yes, team, sir. And
1: Central. then you made the team that year.
0: I did make the team the next year.
1: The Hl- I, Hl- Hlenka.
0: The Hl- Hlenka team. Again, played against, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ovechkin. I don't know. You ever heard of him? Yeah. He doesn't need to drive. He literally scored like eight them. goals. against us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Was he
1: your responsibility? Were you the defensive forward? Those oh, dude, down? I told this story on this podcast.
0: So I did not, I did not play well in that tournament, which really sucks. Cause it's such a big deal. But, uh, um, I get, we didn't know this before the game. And I actually met Ovechkin before the game, like the day before. And dude, there's, there's no way that guy wasn't juicing back then. There's no, (laughs) I swear, swear. like his thighs were the size of like our coaches' waists who were like 40 year old men that weren't in shape. So like, (laughs) and he was already balding and he was 17. Like, this guy looked like he was 45 years old at 17. I was like, come on, this guy. What do you guys feed in this fucking animal? Um, but uh, before the game, I guess he had a bet with his coaches because we weren't Oh, NTP. I have heard this we story. Were, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we were yeah, yeah, like yeah. the team that got picked from the yeah. districts. And so, you know, we're like the the second tier guys and uh, or third, whatever. And so I guess he had a bet with his coach before the game. He'd scored 10 goals, I think it was, and they were – They were nine goals, and I think it was eight to one or eight zero. And they had a face off in our D zone with like seven seconds left. And they pulled the goalie to put Ovechkin in the cocked back to try and (laughs) so he could try and hit his bet with the coaches. And guess who blocked his shot?
1: Oh, yeah. This
0: guy, he ate it. I wasn't, (laughs) I was a skill guy back then. I wasn't a shot blocker. I ate it. And that is my claim to fame. Unfortunately. So, you,
1: so they put you out there to block a shot with seven seconds left, huh? Yep. Yep. That's, that's how
0: it went. Yeah. But hey, I did
1: it. All right. I did oh. it. I did it. Yeah. All right. Moral, moral of this story, guys, like you're going to get cut. It's going to happen. You know, and and you're sitting here with two guys that had pretty good careers, not amazing careers, but had pretty freaking good careers. <laughs> better than on, most
0: people who yeah. play the game of hockey.
1: Yeah. Um, who's who's saying that defining moments of their career in a positive light is, is getting cut, you know? yeah. So if you're not and feeling the love, if you're you know, you, you get cut from a team like do not pout, like use it as a motivation, like look in the mirror. You need to get better. Maybe you deserve to make the team. Maybe, maybe there's politics involved if you're in youth hockey or higher levels of like you got to take ownership. You have to take ownership It's one of the, one of the most important characteristics that you can have as a human being. If you want to be successful, happy, fulfilled, all that kind of stuff is just extreme accountability and ownership with what you do. And, um, so yeah, whether you make yes, it, guess what guys. It. And the other side, hold on one sec. The other thing too, the other thing too is for the kids that make the team, your job's not done. <laughs> nope, your job is not done. How many people make teams with because these stupid tryouts are in the the springtime, and then they like don't like do anything until the season, and then they end up on the fourth line because they're out of shape. Fart you know?
0: knockers—that's <laughs> what I call them. Fart <laughs> knockers. Like, stop doing that. <laughs> Season hasn't even started yet. Now let me preface this.
1: It's saying that you should be playing other sports and you shouldn't be on the ice a million hours a day in the summer and stuff like that. So please don't take that the wrong way. But like, once you, once you make the team, like your job is not over. Like you got to compete for a role on the team. You got to compete for ice time. Like there, like I've seen it. People make it to and then it's just oh you know that's that's my ceiling there we go and then they yeah. just don't get better and then yeah. they end up that, miserable that ain't right and and to go back to
0: tov talking about like you're gonna get cut sometime like guess what guys parents and players you're gonna have some shit happen to you in your life you're gonna eat some shit sandwiches you're gonna have losses you're gonna have a bad business deal you're gonna You're going to make mistakes in the real world once you're done with amateur hockey, once you're done with college. And the more that you learn to battle back from a perceived failure or being cut or anything like that when you're younger, the easier it will be to build that resiliency muscle to flex that for the rest of your life. Ooh, I should write that down somewhere. Parents. It's hey, your hey, Jeff, cut. it's a
1: podcast. You can, like, it'll be there. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: Parents, <laughs> if your child gets cut, you're not changing any coach's mind, right? You're not doing anything good by complaining about it. And you're only hurting your child and the way that they look at the world in the future and hockey and all these things by telling them you should have made the team. You're Preach. better than this kid. You're better than this kid take a step back go from the 10 foot view to the ten thousand foot view what does what does your player need at this moment yes you need to console them and reconcile them all that type of stuff right but after that you it's your job to help them learn how to get over this and okay ask the coach why didn't i why did i get cut what can i work on and teach them that nothing is an actual end game it's just a setback And instead of thinking of it as a setback, tell them to think of it as a setup for something greater because now they're going to learn all these things. Learn, adapt, apply. Learn, adapt, apply. And it's so massively important. And what Toph and I have seen happen more and more and more and more in youth hockey is parents jump on the blame game to their kid which then that toxifies that kid's mindset. Literally, I've seen those kids grow up from little kids through the years and I have never seen one who has a toxic parent like that where the kid ever reaches anywhere near their potential because they become excuse makers. and it's honestly, I hate to say it has started from the parents. So it's just something for the parents out there to like think about as the trial process happens
1: one of the greatest lessons you can teach anybody to be a high achiever is to control what you can control, Oh, you know? And man, you hit the nail on the head. I want to times that by infinity, the excuse thing, because it's, it's just, I I don't know if it's just like easier to make excuses and to blame other people, you know? And, and it's just such a bad precedent to, to set. And we talked about in this podcast, we just did like, the car ride home, like you're killing your kids if you're making excuses for them, right? You know, it, it, like in reality, in life, is everything in your control? No, absolutely not. There's going to be things that happen to you unforeseen that that suck or are great, <laughs> either or, or way. aren't fair. It's not or fair. Aren't fair. A hundred percent that aren't fair. But at the end of the day, like. What's more important? I do this in my team building all the time. What's more important, the things that happen to you or the way that you choose to perceive the things that happen to you? Your attitude 100%. after the goods and after the bads, after the ups, after the downs, is so unbelievably important. And it, it, it's directly reflected in what we're talking about right here in tryouts. Yeah, I made the team. Okay, now what? Or, hey, I didn't make the team. Okay, now what? What's in my control? I still control my attitude. I still control my work ethic. And those are the things that are going to, if you get cut, going to help you make that team the next year. Those are the things that if you make the team are going to help you to earn a bigger role on that team that year and continue because it's all about development and growth. Like if you make Pee Wee AAA, like, oh, awesome. Great. Like <laughs> in the grand scheme of life, like... It's pretty insignificant, (laughs) you know, I mean, like I always, I always think about
0: how, like, I looked up to all the players on your team. Like we were the same age and I was like, these guys are gods. Like these guys are so good. And you won the national championship and you, you know, you beat us seven to one without a goalie for the whole third period in like peewee triple a or bantam triple a and it's like what like that's not even possible you guys were ungodly good and it's like but instead of me like losing that game to you guys and like because you're my cousin and you're the captain of the team and like and i look up to you like i i was always like felt like i was chasing that like the like your whole team and all the guys on the team because i got to know them all a little bit and um Instead of me getting like down, like, God, these guys are so much better than us in St. Louis. Like, how are they so good? And like, pouting about it. Like, I use that as motivation. Like, oh, you know, I see Cosmanos jacked and like I should work out because like he's got muscles. That's why he's so good right now. And, you know, this guy does this and this guy does this. And, you know, a couple of years later, like I'm starting to play at that same level as those guys or passing some of those guys, you know, and it's like, but at this age, these tryout ages and stuff like that, they were a million miles ahead of me is what it felt like, you know, for sure. And, and so it's, it's all what you do with it. It's all like TOEF used it to motivate him. You know, like I used it to motivate me. TOEF goes on three years later, starts his journey of scoring a hundred points in college hockey in the Ivy leagues at five, four. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. But if you don't get cut, does that happen? I mean, you'll never know, but you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a huge motivating factor for me. No question. Yeah, Absolutely absolutely so moral of this story like control what you can control you know let let the tougher times motivate you to get better don't don't pour me it please don't pour me it i love that if (laughs) i I, don't make excuses you know what
0: you know we did the episode um maybe a month ago now like what we, we, we go back to your younger self what would you tell them yeah control like the AMA
1: you, right like the yeah, ask yeah. me think. yeah yeah Contro-
0: I don't know if I said that I should have told myself to control what you can control and not worry about anything else but if I could have mastered that way earlier in my career than I did it would have helped me immensely and I know I'm guessing you too yeah for
1: sure absolutely like
0: that was that was very hard for me at the younger ages for sure I can't imagine how hard it is for these kids now with TikTok oh, Instagram Snapchat Twitter I, I literally like the comparative Rankings, websites, right? Like all the time, you know, it's, uh, it's got, it's gotta to be tough.
1: It's got and, to be and, tough. and, and honestly, like with this whole episode of what we're talking about right now, that is why the tryout rules and the way that youth hockey is, is severely wrong, severely, severely wrong. Having to make a team or getting cut from a team, um, is such a, big part of like, like we always try to equate stuff that happens in hockey with life lessons. Like you're not like, you're not going to get into a college that you applied to. You're not going to get the job that you applied to. You're not going to get the girl or the guy that you're in love with. Like setbacks are going to happen. It's a freaking statistical not probability what's the word if when it happens 100% of the time <laughs> guarantee <laughs> like, guaranteed <laughs> i could say a guaranteed piece of crap gr- <laughs> <laughs> um tommy boy thank you very much great movie but like bad things are going to happen like you're not going to get things that you want and these types of situations are situations that we should be putting kids in so they can learn those lessons you know and and it's almost the opposite with these like with these teams being recruited throughout the year um which is crazy because like you're on a team already it should have to go And we're the talking about process. next year in December because you know you have to because the tryout rules and like recruiting and all this kind of stuff like it's just it's it's anti what our sport and what youth sports is all about and that's learning how to earn it. Ooh, preach.
0: You know, yeah, they, should, they shouldn't They should just for the, even if you're a coach and in your head, like we all know, like who the best players are that are coming to try out, you know that, right. But like not talking to them, not giving them a spot, not telling them, Hey, you're going to make the team like dude again, doing this has created the, the most
1: entitlement culture ever. Yeah, and it's uh, sickening. Yeah, it's gross. absolutely sickening how entitled people are. And not just our sport, but all of you sports, because like you're trying to make these super teams and stuff at, at the youngest of ages. So what are you doing? You're recruiting families and you're recruiting kids, and you're telling them how good they are when 99 of them really aren't that good. And even if they are that good at that age, it doesn't matter because you're 10, and there's a lot that can happen between 10 and 18. You know, but that's that's like what the culture is right now, and it's just like unbelievably like against everything that youth development is all about and it's like tryouts is like a microcosm of of all of that and what's going on
0: dude not even just sports the country just entitlement in in general again a lot of people unfortunately don't have perspective i lived all over the world europe asia was in russia a lot korea a lot like we have it so good in this country and like you have the ability to do these things and we just got to get back to like just better core values, you know, and that, that starts with the kids and, and sports, we can be pushing these things and teaching them the importance of them and the value in them. And yeah, I don't know how you're to lighten the mood. Steph, mm-hmm. mama Dukes threw us a, uh a great tweet from the rink shrinks. They're unreal. If you guys are looking for another hockey podcast, the rink shrinks have a great podcast. Uh, Not sure who needs to hear this, but during youth hockey tryouts, you don't cheer when your kid scores. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty funny. I like that. (laughs) Uh, We should think about, we won't say it on the podcast, but we should think about like who of our friends would be that person. Oh, parents? Like moms? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Oh or or yeah. dads. <laughs> Dude, that's really funny. I like that. Maybe off air we can have that discussion. Yeah. We won't I like <laughs> we won't subject that person to yeah. all of the people that listen to us. But um hey, I think this was awesome. Um it's been a minute and it is getting to be tryout time for a lot of people out there. So um, we wanted to talk about it and, and maybe there's something that a kid that's going into tryouts can take uh, that will help them to be able to make a team. If that happens, man, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, Maybe there's something in here that for a parent that uh, you can help your kids with as they go through the process of, of tryouts and trying to make teams and stuff like that. Um, And uh, Hey, Hey, like at the end of the day, uh, one tryout doesn't define you. It nope. doesn't define you. It didn't define me. It, it didn't define Vax. It didn't define a whole heck of a lot of hockey players that are doing some amazing things in, in the sport right now. And so uh, enjoy it. Um, be yourself, do your thing, compete your butt off. Um, and, uh, and good luck, I guess. Good luck in tryouts. Yeah.
0: Good luck. And don't forget once tryouts are over, you want to train for real. Join my online (laughs) training team. I'm I'm laughing, but I'm also because I'm like laughing because I'm so excited for how good you will get. So if you're when tryouts are over, if you're serious above 13 years old and you want to train for real and actually become a better athlete, which will actually help you on the ice, stronger, faster, everything, just hit me up on the gram and I'll send you the link. For realsies.
1: All right, everybody, hope you have a great week. We love you, and we will see you next week.